All right, what's up? Welcome to episode 50 of the New Dwelling Podcast. Stuart Anderson here with just a short introduction before we hear from the Brintons, Dave and Camille. Uh, and co-host, co-pilot Andy Compass joins us here. Dave and Camille share some of the things that make them tick, their background, their history, how they train, uh, how they work with their family and their awesome kids, and all the things that make them uh, as incredible leaders and examples to this team that they are. So grateful for the, the things that they share, especially their advice about how to do hard things and uh, how this is the way. Did you know that Camille even has it painted on her bike? What is up? I love that. So thankful for the time they spent with us. Uh, hopefully you enjoy this podcast with them. Just a brief plug for the feed. Thankful to have them as a new partner. And uh, as part of that partnership, everybody on the team gets an $80 credit to the feed. All you've got to do is visit our custom landing page from the feed, and uh, you can have access to that $80 credit. If you don't know what the feed is, it's an incredible website for ordering all things nutrition, uh, sports, uh, anything that you need when it comes to food, hydration, vitamins. Uh, just go check it out. We're thankful for them. And as as we get more and more teammates that subscribe and are part of the, the feed, uh, our, our growth with them also includes more credits. So uh, it's a really fun opportunity from them and thankful to represent the feed uh, with me, Dwelle. So anyway, that's it. Good introduction. Thankful for the Brintons. Thankful for Andy Compass. And hopefully you enjoy this podcast. All right. Bye. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Dwell Podcast. If you're watching the video, I have three beautiful people with me. What is up? Yes. Andy Good Compass. To be here. Andy Compass co-host Brintons as our guests, Camille and David Britton. Welcome. Thanks. Good to be here on this beautiful evening. Yeah, it's evening. Uh, April... 28th it is 8 14 p.m it's after hours work here we are working hard to produce content for the miduele team just kidding i don't care it doesn't on matter. the clock man <laughs> hey should we talk about the group me today a lot of great action on the group me with uh hitting the dino i had some hitting good the dino. there's so many levels <laughs> to hit the dino it can be you crush so the titan throw <laughs> it could be what happens in the bedroom <laughs> Could be liking someone's post. Oh my god! Hey, a uh, couple reminders. I have fifty professional network submissions for guys on and gals on the team if they want to connect uh, on a personal and professional level. Everybody always kind of wants to know what the others do for their job, so that's on the Miduele website. Pretty cool. Uh, Volley is producing kits, so they're. In the process, no China shutdown is going to stop USA-made volley gear. Um, so we're grateful to have that in the next couple of weeks. We'll let send out a little message of kit pickup so we can. What see was everybody. the Kristen talking about? Black tie kit. Yeah, that... yeah. She calls the white and black kit the tuxedo kit. <laughs> oh, okay. I like, I like it. I th I think it's an adopted word. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, the white tie kit, the black tie kit, same yeah. thing. Like Good formal looking. formal wear. So yeah. yeah, for today's ride, wear your tux. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, any other any other items of business anyone can think of? No. Andy, are we done with Zwift? Are you ready to get off? You ready to yeah. hang it hang it up? Yeah, I think I think we should adopt the if you don't ride outside, no kudos. 
no kudos. <laughs> just boycott. Just Wait, boycott. I just did a 20 miler. I need. I did, <laughs> and I gave you kudos. That's my last one. Did you guys see Sharps ride? No. Yeah. Today? 100. 100. 100 what? Miles? He yeah. did the five damn ride. Outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think my. on his new Ventum. Oh, he, I bet he took the day off. He christened. He went out at 140-ish, and he blitzed a six-hour. He just nuked it. That, yeah. that, that bike's been baptized, man. Dang. That is awesome. That was a beautiful Ventum. Dave Sharp, sure. man. Sharp. Felicidades. Uh, you guys, I have some beautiful bios here that you wrote for each other. That was just a last-minute idea. Write each other's bios. I hope that was a great marital uh, exercise. Yeah, it's going to be like the newlywed game. Like, <laughs> what? You said that about me? Um, if, you, if you don't know the Brintons, I have a short biography for each of them. It'll only take 10 minutes to read each. Just kidding. These are so good. Um, and then me and Andy are just going to explore these bios we've got some fun questions but just as a reminder um the on at the outset when chip and i decided to start making these podcasts the idea was there's so many people right you can't ride with everybody um you can't understand maybe the culture of how we run how we work so this was kind of a way to meet everybody and learn a little bit about what makes us tick and where we come from and uh, that those to me are my favorite podcasts. We had a great podcast last week with Jeff from uh, Split, um, and and those companies they're super fun. But these are the ones. This is the this one. Just these are the ones we love. Right? Oh yeah, I mean, listening to you know stories just from guys you ride with. It's those are the good ones. Those I, are my I, favorites. Yeah, those. Yeah. That's a, you guys have done a good job. It's been a real. Uh, the Andy Compass episode was, I'm just like blown away. Changed my life. Hey, most downloads of any podcast on the, the whole most system. Listened, Shut up. Re-listened. <laughs> I keep checking it. No, but I, I will say this. I'll jump in and say this. I, I've never been embraced um, by a bunch of guys who didn't even know me, but listened to the podcast and they were like, okay, dude, we get you, right? Like, it was enjoyable to listen to you. And I mean, the one thing when you get to know anyone, um, you know, not two dimensional, but three dimensional, you get to feel them and be a part of them. It just makes the human element that much more. And so when guys came up and said, loved your podcast, dude, who I'd only met at the Midwali camp, it was just like awesome, you know? So I, I'm with Camille. This is, this is the goods. Like this is the goods. Fun. Yeah, and if you like somebody, you can just keep re-listening over and <laughs> over and over. <laughs> All right, I'm going to read Camille's bio first, and then maybe we'll we'll dig a little bit. Okay, you ready? This is so good. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Camille got so many crowns on Strava, they had to buy extra space on the cloud just to hold them. <laughs> but seriously, she loves her crowns more than real jewelry. And speaking of real jewelry, her dad is a garbage man that showers her with diamonds so I don't have to buy her any. I can't tell if we're being serious yet or not. We spend most of our money on bikes and food, two of our greatest, two of her greatest loves after me, her husband. I am known around these parts as Camille's husband. 
I have been the first gentleman of the Relief Society, the greatest honor of my life. <laughs> is that a real, that's a great name for what you are. That, yeah. The, the first gentleman. <laughs> first gentleman of the RS. She is a true native of the Valley, born and raised in the shadow of the Wasatch Mountains, graduated from Highland High, then earned a master's of nursing from New York University. She puts all she puts her all into everything she does. She has four strong children that she loves and serves daily, teaching them that they can do hard things and that failure is a wonderful opportunity to learn and press forward. She's embraced the mantra of Miduele Mandalorian, the creed, this is the way, meaning that she is hopeful, full of love, and endures until the end, whether that be the Wasatch 100. <laughs> Or the extremely long church meeting. Ugh. She's been on the podium more than most. When the Masters National Road Racing Championship came to Ogden a few years ago, she ended up on the podium for the Cretorium. She's been on the podium at Lotija. She's been on the podium for the Tour de Park City, B4K, Tour de Soul, and she's been on the podium for Point to Point. You get the point. She's a big deal. Oh no. More impressive than her podiums, though, is the fact that she's the best wife I've ever had. <laughs> a wonderful mother, friend to all, a caring nurse, and a delightful cook, and a stone cold killer on the bike. That was great, Dave. Yeah, that baby. Great. That's Camille. Dave's a good writer. <laughs> no. That was great. Uh, Dave, anything to expound on there? I mean, we'll dig in a little bit, but uh, did you get it all? Yeah, I kind of neglected her running insanity i mean we'll get into the wasatch 100 but he's done marathons and podiumed at some of these trail races down in saint george and it's it's crazy anyway. that is fun andy anything there anything stick out? yeah one thing dave didn't mention is she's she the only person she's ever dated has been dave so dave <laughs> is a comparison of one Not, of one no well when you're the best it's yeah. like whatever very good. Okay. I think he probably dated some other guys on the team. Is there any, like Finn Lason or Adam Barker? Barker numbers, numbers. Mark Barker. All these guys wanted to date her, but <laughs> mm -hmm. I won. Yes. You guys remember the first time we ever met? I was with Barker. We were going up Big Mountain. Do you remember that years ago? See, I thought. Yes, I do. I remember you more from Mill Creek when you were with Kristen. I remember that. Um. But yeah, I kind of, now that you say that, it was Big Mountain. Yeah. Great days to remember. Okay. Beautiful. All right, Dave, you ready? You ready to blush? This one's kind of long. Dave no, grew up I... in Salt Lake City, went to Highland High School. Go Rams! <laughs> Go Rams. He has an amazing, amazing father who was and is the ultimate outdoorsman who spent many hours coaching, mentoring, and teaching Dave, his siblings, and all the young men in the Parleys area. He is a legend for many of his epic adventures. Is that your dad? The dad, your dad's. Yeah, he, yes. her, mostly she talks about Ralph in his bio. So Ralph, very <laughs> no, it's not me, but it sort of morphs into <laughs> her crush on my dad, which is kind of weird. Dave's dad, Ralph, <laughs> instilled in him a love for nature and outdoors and being active. If Dave was just more like his father, I could love him more and more. Just kidding. That's part. <laughs> <laughs> Dave grew up. Dave grew up playing football, rugby, wrestling. He played rugby at the University of Utah and went on to play in graduate school at Columbia University in New York. 
Dave is currently the team doctor for the Utah Warriors rugby team. He spent his youth exploring the Wasatch, rock climbing, skiing, hiking, mountain biking. Every year for his dad's birthday until recently, they would ride the Wasatch Crest. Dave's an incredibly talented athlete and excels at every sport he does. He ran the 100th running of the Boston Marathon with his dad. What? In 1996, qualifying with a time of 3.08 without much training. <laughs> nice. Dave has raced road, mountain, and triathlon, completed three Lotijas, uh, True Grit five times, Ultimate Challenge, Tour Park City, and run several marathons, including Boston and New York. He's been coaching, ride leading, and mentoring the uh, mentoring NICA with the Harriman team for seven years. Dave has always chosen to put our family first, the ultimate sponsor for the Britain clan. He's one of the smartest, most humble, and honest people you'll meet. He is our example, leader, and biggest supporter. You want Dave on your team. That is true. Everyone who knows Dave loves him. It's the truth. That is great. You got you guys knocked those out of the park. Hey, thanks, that man. Was, the delivery was great. <laughs> I've been practicing all day. Well, where do we begin? There's so much. Do you guys want to talk about kind of how you met, where you grew up, and uh, let's go from there? Yes, if hopefully, yeah, I, I think I've passed the time limit on habeas corpus or whatever. I'm not an attorney, but <laughs> the, but I had returned home from my mission, and the Burbages, Camille's family, had moved into the neighborhood, and so I was a return missionary. I was probably 22, um, just got back from Brazil, and Camille's older sister was dating my younger brother, and. I'm just off my mission. He's like, yeah, come with us. And so Camille came, ended up going to Lake Powell with her family. And it was all, oh, man, all downhill from there. Man. Forbidden love. Dang. Yeah. Wow. Hey, hey, Dave, it's better to rob the cradle than the kennel. <laughs> oh it was, so oh my God. So yeah, literally Camille had just turned 16 and I tried, we tried, I mean, that summer was like the summer of love. It was like Greece, you know, all over again. Danny and Sandy. Nice. Summer <laughs> loving had, had me up no. last. Summer <laughs> loving. Anyway, That's so then I was at the U. So, you know, classes started at the U. And I told I'm like, Camille, you got to do your high school experience. And this forbidden love can't last. And so we kind of broke up in that you know in the fall of whatever year that 94 95 yeah anyway so we tried that for about four or five months and then at christmas time <laughs> we were back together that was it and so yeah it's been you know we've known each other since a long time 1994 kind nice. of dated since then yep. yeah camille's got a great paragraph here camille you want to expound on it you dated for sure here you dated oh, for yeah. three three and a half years and yep. then married your freshman year in the University of Utah. Yeah, married after my freshman year at the U. Yeah. Nice. And then six years BC. <laughs> before like, kids. Yeah. <laughs> we had a lot of fun before children. We always say, we call it BC, before children. Nice. Just adventuring. Yeah. And went to New York City, mar got married, went to New York City to Columbia School or medical school at Columbia. 
Camille finished up at NYU. And then she worked for like two years. We'd take the bus at the midnight. She worked the night shift. So she'd get on the subway like 10 p.m., all the sketchy rats and dudes <laughs> and creatures of the New York subway, get off Midtown, take a bus across Central Park and work at Mount Sinai. And then you know, 5 a.m. in the morning, she'd show up and I would have, I'd wake up refreshed and <laughs> go to, you know, med school, whatever. And she'd, she'd be at home. So it was, New York City was awesome. We, it, it was fun. It was hard, but, you know, it ended up helping our relationship, kind of relying on each other. And, um, and then we came back to Salt Lake and went to California for a year for my training and then ended up you know, after that year in California, moved back to Salt Lake and we've been here ever since. Nice. Dave, maybe tell everybody what you do for work. Yeah. I need to fill out that form. I just, I can't do oh. it at work for whatever reason. <laughs> My uh, Intermountain Healthcare, I work, I'm an employee of Intermountain Healthcare, but I'm a, a physician that does uh, primary care sports medicine. So this group probably has heard of Russ Toronto, sort of Restaurant was sort of like the pioneer of what what was happening in the 80s and 90s. He unfortunately passed. Rest in peace, Russ. Anyway, so I do sort of a non-surgical, non-operative uh, orthopedic sports medicine, and love the Dan Mills podcast. He is my kind of guy. I mean, the way he takes care of patients and his philosophy, and you know, he he really knows what he's doing. So I would be someone that. <clears throat> you know, sees a person, they come in, talk to me, complaining of this, complaining of that. I send them to Dan, Dan fixes them. So he does the real work. I just kind of sit back and say, where, where does it hurt? Okay. Yeah, you got tendonitis. So honest, such a rare quality. <laughs> Camille, do you still work as a nurse? Yep. Yeah. I work one, about once a week. Yeah. Okay. Very so. good. Will you talk more about this I mean, you wrote all this stuff down so I can just read it. Will you talk more about your third paragraph here? It's so good about how you didn't want to road bike, but then you decided to road bike and then oh, you yeah. dabbled into triathlons. Will you talk about that? Yeah. So after we came back from uh, California, we had already, we had always mountain biked. We never had road bikes. And I used to always say, I will never road bike how dumb is that why would you ride on a road when there's a trail right over here <laughs> and especially in Utah in the mountains I thought that was crazy but once we had kids there's a time you know there's a time crunch so we took up road biking and it was just something you could do out your door and I do you know we both got we got pretty into road biking both of us and we raced for a while but I think our true love has always been mountain yeah. biking if you look at our Strava, like 2013, 14, that's when we first met Andy Compass. And yeah, even Stop. 10, Stop. 11, 12, 13, 14. <laughs> so I will, I, will, I will circle around. So here's how I met Dave Brinton. I had never raced a bicycle before. And in 2013, somebody said, hey, you should ride bikes. And I'm like, I don't think so. You know, I was this tri-dork. I'd done a couple of half Ironmans and, and then I launched into my Ironman career, super short, but they were like, Hey, you should try bike riding. And I'm like, okay, I don't even know how that works. So this guy says this, there's this guy named Dave Brinton. 
no. And he is a good bike rider and he belongs on this infinite cycling team. So yes. I'd never even met Dave Brenton, but, but because that his name was thrown in there, I'm like, sure. So I go to this first race and Dave's not there. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, where's Dave Brenton? And everyone's like, there's like 18 infinite cycling dudes and no Dave Brenton. So Dave stopped racing. Dave and Camille stopped racing the year I started. So I never got to race with Dave. I never met Dave. I just magically knew that Dave was the guy. I just, like two ships in the night. Well, yeah, Andy would have beat me at every, every time I sign up for a race, then all of a sudden Andy Compass's name shows up and then (laughs) my dreams of podium are crushed. He's just always one step ahead of me. Very good. Uh, Camille, you talk about this, how fun this is, uh, how you say, uh, we talk about Dave on Fridays. I think it's a fun thing to share. So Dave has always chosen, well, when he started his career, he chose that he would not work Fridays. Dang. It does mean making less money, but I think to him, it's more important that he's with us and our family. So Fridays are our date, date days, we call them. And we usually it's, we ride together. So for years, Dave and I, Fridays have been our sacred day. Yeah. Like that's when people ask me to ride on Fridays, like, no, I'm going with the, everyone knows I'm, it's my day with Dave. Do you guys know Rebecca Black, that song? Uh Uh-uh. It's Friday. Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend, weekend. Friday, Friday, getting down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the Oh, I know that. I know that song. So yeah, he basically made that Friday, song for us. Friday. Gotta get down on yeah, Friday. Oh, party one. and party and yeah. Yeah. Party. Party. <laughs> We every Friday we wake up to that song. Yeah, we love our Fridays. Oh man, Sue, what the live, laugh, love? You gotta, you gotta live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, love. You gotta live, laugh, love. Love, laugh, live. You gotta live, laugh, love. And live, laugh, love. And love, and laugh, and live, and love, and love, and love. So bad. That, that's uh... if you, yeah, that's gonna be like my um. We had that's, that my, that's my advice. Our kids died for that. <laughs> Some of the best YouTube videos are come from. Steve. I might have to include that. I might have to edit those into this podcast so people Please. don't think we're crazy. Okay. Oh, yeah. Very good. All right. So I want to talk about your family, just your philosophy. So it sounds like your dad, Dave, Silver Beaver, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's a that's a crazy award. Very good. I mean, have you always started with this as like, the Britain family philosophy is outdoor sports, endurance sport. I mean, is that, is that your guy, your mantra? Yeah. I mean, I think some of our in-laws have almost called the division of child and family services on us because <laughs> we've, we've taken our kids up some crazy stuff. This one time we went down to subway and I think the kids were like 12, 10, eight. I think it's Kylie O'Rody Gulch. Now that we did okay. the subway, we did okay. Coyote yes. Gulch too, okay. yeah. but we're going down the subway and, you know, you need ropes and you repel and you've got rafts and you got to jump through potholes and probably people listening have done it. So I'm not going to explain it, but you get dropped off and at the top of Zion and you come down through West Canyon and some of these other, you know, canyoneering routes. And we, you know, had our little, our kids and we put them in these rafts and we float them across the 
these um, potholes. And as we were climbing out, there was like a ranger who came down. He said, yeah, I heard there was this guy with a bunch of kids and they're, they're <laughs> stuck up in the canyon and they can't get out. And we're like, it's not us as, okay. and, you know, as, as we passed them. But yeah, I think that's been an important part of, you know, having our kids understand, you know, what it is to achieve and set goals and overcome obstacles. And, you know, sometimes you hit a dead end and you have to backtrack and, well, we dropped my, my kid drops his candy in the pond and then it's gone. And sure. You're like, okay, well, you're going to die now because you have no food, but <laughs> when they realize, okay, I just dropped my candy. Someone else has some, I'm going to make it. And then they kind of learn these lessons of, you know, we're going to be okay if we keep our cool and stay, you know, focused. And, you know, we always talk about Karen's, you know, when you're out in the wilderness and you see these rock stacks and kind of say, Hey, look for that next Karen. And that'll lead you down the path. And so we've used <clears throat> just things like that in nature to try to keep our kids nice. grounded. Camille, how do you keep the, uh, like the balance with your kids between like, I'm going to yell at them and force them to go on the ride or, or we're, it's going to be fun. Like, how do you make sure that that kind of stays that way? Well, I even think, I feel like our second oldest David for a while did not enjoy going out, you know, like some kids, I don't, especially our kids. I think they get traumatized when we say we're going on a hike. It's not necessarily a two mile hike. It's, it's hiking Lone Peak or Timpanogos mm -hmm. or Box yep. Elder, these tough ones. But I feel like over the, David was hard for a while. We would even have to like, I would go downstairs and literally help him get dressed. But then I feel like over the years, and I feel like it, the switch went off like a couple of years ago and he would be the first one up dressed. Like, when are we going biking? When are we going on this adventure? So I do think, you know, you, you do have to push him a little bit, but at the same time, you know, we maybe, you know, pushed them a little too yeah, much. I, I don't, don't know. know. There's a yeah. fine line. Cause you can push them to a point where they're like, I hate you. And I hate yeah. this. And there's been tears and I've been, they've told me, they tell me regularly, they hate me, but they don't tell you it's, that. It's more you know, <laughs> emotional, emotional damage. And coach Andy, what about you? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I was just going to say, it's fun to watch them light up when they talk about family and Dave raises one finger that family is the most important. It's obvious that the, that um, when you look at that big palmaries of, of stuff that Camille has accomplished and Dave didn't say all the things that he's done, um, but it's super cool to see both of them light up when they talk about their kids and their family. It's obvious that their greatest moments are family moments and, and uh and they, they, they show that in who they are on Strava, too. It's a family bike ride around the Porcupine Rim. It's Gooseberry Mesa. It's Angels Landing. And, and they've taken their kids on everything that they have enjoyed. And whether the kids were dragging their tails at the first, now they're not, right? Like, it's, that's become Brenton family escapades. You know, it's epic. Every time you show up with the Brentons, it's, uh, it's, you know it's going to be a, a thing, mm -hmm. an epic thing. Thanks, man. There's no family I follow more. There's no, who else, who else can I follow from your family on Strava? Is there more Pete? Is there <laughs> Noah more? on there? No, it's no. not. I don't know. Is Noah on I don't think so. I don't I follow don't Noah yet. It's, yeah. I'm sorry. Cause like, yeah, I look at someone's like, 
Dave liked it. Babe, Ben liked it. Rebecca liked it. Camille. You guys are doing $600 a year in Strava fees. Just Oh, to, no, we're you know. doing the cheap. We all do the free. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> it's our boys social media they're not on social media so strava is their bits their thing that's great i know ben announced his mission call on strava that's uh yeah yeah. he's on it yeah ben's on instagram oh okay ben is on it i got a question there did benny inherit the uh the blazard suit or do i still have to fight you for that (laughs) no man i'm still waiting i'm waiting until i can drop a couple pounds to go get my suit nice Uh All right. Oh, that was the greatest day of my life. That was crazy. The, the uh, surfing on the table was the greatest moment of mine. <laughs> like you just about broke that table, brother. When I look back and saw the destruction in your eyes, Andy, the, the <laughs> downtrodden look, I, I thought, this is Andy. This is how I feel every time you hit the podium, and I'm <laughs> off eating a Dorito. On the side. Dave, so- Dave won the. Uh, Beckett and Rob custom suit at Team Camp, just beautiful, very, very good. And he turned and rubbed it in my face. I don't know if anyone saw that. If we had it on video, it was like this subtle. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, um, let's talk about 2021. Just because you guys did a lot of fun things. First, Camille, let's just dive into Wasatch 100. It's absolutely ridiculous uh how i love this first question how was the decision made (laughs) can you start there go just tell us so i've always known i've wanted to do a hundred miles it's kind of been you know it's just one of those things you i wanted to do something where you know something you think is like impossible i love to be able to push my body to a point i didn't think it could go so I had run a 50 miler and I think that was like 2017 and literally the day after I did it I got called to be a Relief Society president and I knew I wanted to do a hundred miler that year but I just knew I couldn't Hmm. so after that in 2020 I had to deal with a lot of really hard things some deaths murders suicides and I I felt like I needed some time to myself and to just I don't know. So I decided that year that I put in for the Wasatch 100 and it's a lottery. So I was listening to the lottery and I started when they got to like number 10. And so I listened to the whole thing of all the people that called and I didn't hear my name. So I thought I'll go back and listen to one through nine. And I was the ninth person who got called. (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm in for it. So it was, you know, I was excited to do it. And I've, I've always loved to run. I've run since I was, I ran in high school. My parents are runners. So it's just something that I've always enjoyed doing. And I love running in the mountains. It's kind of like road biking, mountain biking, road run. You know, I like to be in the mountains. So trail running is one of my favorite things. It's really fun. So I swore, I swore I would never run after triathlon after i did a couple long stupid events that hey let's try this thing i would never run unless there was a ball involved or if someone was chasing me so i am i am honored or i mean humbled that you a hundred miles like give us an idea of how much of that hundred you actually ran and the others you actually like i'm not going to say walked i'm saying suffered like like, what did you run and what did you just barely hang on? So some of it, I mean, there's Some a lot of, of yeah. yeah. So 
there's, I think, 24,000 feet of climbing mm. in the 100 miles. And there's a lot of mountain trails that you cannot, no one is running. It's like, you have to just power hike straight up. So a lot sometimes was power hiking up, running down, and whatever was flat, you'd run. And after, I think, about 90 miles, my legs were so bad. I could, be, the downhill hurt. I have a, I've broken my kneecap and I have a bad knee and that hurt so bad to go downhill. So I had to walk the downhills and I was running the ups and the flats in the end. But yeah, I would say, you know, you run as much as you can, but a lot of those steep climbs, you just have to power hike. So. What, it, what sorry, one more question, Stu. This is my favorite is asking this stuff. Nutrition, what did you eat, drink? prepare for and then what did you what can you not have now every one of us has done these crazies and yeah. then like you have a bad experience with a certain item and you're like I'll never touch that again any of those things happen to you so Dave always says this I think I have a rock gut she's I can, a garbage disposal I can tolerate most anything <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> but you know I do a lot of goos and gels with peaceful say upset their stomach but I they don't me and I put a lot of nutrition in my uh you know in my water you've got a flux capacitor in your gut man and Mr. Then, Fusion Mr. Fusion yeah. and then at the aid stations they had food so I would just eat whatever sounded good it just depend you know if it was potato chips or a peanut butter sandwich or pickle juice whatever was there I just felt like eating I'd eat and then I would have my you know nutrition in my water and I do goose and gels. So, yeah. Uh, you can be on, don't, you don't have to be honest here. You can say pass. I want to know if you felt like the trade-off was worth it. Like what it did to your body physically. Was it, was it so hard on you or, or were you like, no, the, does that make sense? Does my question make yeah. sense? Yeah. Yeah. I, Dave did an MRI on my knee before I ran it because I just wanted to know how bad my arthritis was in my knee. Yeah. And Dave would probably say, I mean, I knew it wasn't going to get better. So this was my chance to do it before it got worse. And I bet my knee is, I can't really run. I think my long distance running career is over. So, but I never would have been able to do that hundred miler if I would have waited any longer. So cool. I'm glad I did it. Yeah. One, I did do it once and be done. And that's, and some people do that and like hit chronic fatigue and they never really recover mm. and they stop, you know, so it, it, it's worth it. I think I would, I would do it again if my body would let me do it again. It was awesome. Yeah. Was the, was the training awesome or was the race awesome? I always think with all races, my favorite part is the training. It's the miles with friends and by myself and those experiences. And I love the races that I did, especially Tusher uh, leading up to this. You know, I did some races to lead up to the 100 to prepare me. I love the training. That's some of my favorite, you know, parts of training for races is the uh, training, not the race. I mean, of course, I love the race, but. I look back on the memories and the miles training and I love that. Yeah. Um, last question on Wasatch, unless Andy, you've got some more, maybe. I might have one, go ahead. I just wanna know lessons learned, Camille. Like you walked away from that and you were like, yep. 
Well, one thing that I have, I don't know if I've learned, but I think it's a lesson that doing these long endurance things, you learn to, I've learned to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And it's what, you know, it's just amazing how you can push your body to those certain points and be okay hmm. and learn to be okay. Like this seems hard, but I can keep going and I'm, I'm, I will survive. So, but I, it was amazing. Yeah. Dave, did you see her on the course? Did you run it all with her? No, I did meet her at the top of big mountain and then at lambs Canyon and then at soldier hollow. So and it was one of those classic Wasatch weekends where super hot in the morning, yeah. super hot during the day, rainstorm, lightning. Oh, that's right. Darkness through the night, you know, wind. So, I mean, she went through the whole gamut, um, but I, I mostly slept in my comfortable bed. <laughs> Benjamin did 17 miles with me. Nice. Which was awesome. That was really fun to have him pace me. Yeah. That was fun. And she did have some good, you should chat and out I, to your friends. Yes. I had Jill. I had Amanda. Um, yeah. And Amber helped me. Yeah. They were awesome. Very Shout cool. out to those gals. Yes. That running crew is they're legit. Yeah. They're good. Yeah. I was just, I was just going to add. Um, <clears throat> so when the times got dark, you had people with you or you had uh, like mementos um, from people, given from people. Talk about um, talk about uh, how supportive. How you, so I've done races where I didn't involve family and they were very hollow yeah. results. And then I had races where I involved family and they came, they were my, they were my oxygen, right? So yeah. tell us about um, the people not necessarily people, but mementos and family, how supportive they were of you because you just can't do this without support. And, and Dave in his comfortable bed was such a support to you. <laughs> no, I had amazing supporters. And I feel like my really good friend, Sandra, who had gone through really hard things, you know, that I'd been with her through some hard things in 2020. She gave me a little pin that had you know, the dark and the light, like, and she told me before I did the race that, you know, there's a story that light always wins. Anyway, and you think about those things as you run, you know, and I knew my family was supporting me. And one of my favorite things was coming to the finish line and seeing Dave and my family and seeing my really good friend that we've gone through hard things together. And, you know, it's fun to think of, I mean, when I'm doing races, I like to think about, you know, other people who are dealing with hard things that, you know, can't be doing this, that you're kind of doing it for them. Anyway, and in the same year, Dave had a nephew who he uh, was paralyzed. I'm not, I won't cry. I'll try not to cry. <laughs> anyway, and two, you feel like you're running for them, you know? So it was a good experience to kind of think about them. You do a lot of thinking in a hundred miles. That's kind of what I love about running or doing long distance things. You have a lot of time to think and I don't know. I do a lot of thinking and praying and I even sing <laughs> while I'm running. Anyway, it's kind of therapeutic. Love, laugh, live. Yeah, I sing love, live, laugh, 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 yeah. laugh, 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 laugh. You're right. In the leafy treetops, the birds sing good morning. <laughs> yes. Oh. You have a great voice, man. That's you awesome. Do. Hey, yeah. thanks. 
I've got my mic right here. I practice. Yeah. Hey, um, Dave, I'm fascinated by your father. Um, I'm, I, uh, so if it, quick story, I'll tell a quick story about Dave. Dave, we were climbing up Mill Creek, right? We're riding. I'm with Barker and you guys pass us. And I'm like, oh, Britons, we met them at Big Mountain. That's great. <clears throat> Adam says to me, go check his time up Mill Creek. And I was like, okay, like, okay. This is bad. I mean, this is 2015. I mean, it was, it was this is when we used to be fast. Yeah. <laughs> so I went and looked. It was 52 minutes from the from the basis, and I was like, impossible. Like, how is a human being getting to the top this fast in this canyon? And it was a real like motivation for me, Dave. Like, I didn't know anybody that could ride that hard to ride that fast at Mill Creek Canyon, and. Uh, from there, I was just like, well, they're on Tosh. I don't know them. I, I rarely saw you guys out and about. And then all of a sudden, uh, we spend our winters together yeah. doing the most ridiculous thing anyone could possibly conceive. Uh, just suffering a thousand deaths inside in my basement on a trainer together, just laughing at your text messaging the entire time. Um, oh, I just... <laughs> That change, that was so awesome to get into Zwift. And I don't know how you even started. Did you start by yourself? So we, I would, I would ride Zwift with the Idaho crew here and there. Um, and then we found out you can have meetups. So it was like me, uh, Bauer, who, Brower, Doug would join, Jake would join, Sharp, and then Sharp Doug. would join. Yeah. And so slowly over time, we were like, okay. And then you were, I mean, then it was you. Um, and then we start, then AJ invited sharp invited AJ. And then that, that first winter, there was like eight or nine of us. And then man, the rest is history. Just Andy started coming, Kristen, Camille, Cheryl, uh, and the Zwift, uh, light the world revolution was born. <laughs> it was, it's so it's been fun, man. It, it, it is painful, but Oh, it's hilarious. There's some of the best times is laughing at poo poo pee pee jokes. And you might have to edit that, but it's so funny. Dave, can you talk about um, your father and then your um, just what you hope to be? Like, I, I agree with Camille, you're the ultimate leader. There's sometimes when you're around people where I'm like, this is the guy I always want on my team. Like, this is the guy I want to follow. When I'm with you or when we're around, I'm like, this guy will take care of us. Like he's going to be the leader, the example. Uh, can you talk about that for a bit? Like how you decided to be that kind of man? Oh, I think it probably has a lot to do with my dad. He, his name's Ralph, um, Ralph Brinton. Um, he was kind of a legend in his own right. He, he never really got into biking, but he was a runner and he ran marathons like constantly. So he was up early, <clears throat> taking care of his body, you know, running these sub three marathons. I think his PR was like a 248 or something like that. Dang. Super fast guy. And then he was really involved in our lives. So he coached football and then would come to all of our games. And I think he had a little flexible schedule. So that helps. And I, you know, I feel bad. There are some people that just have to work nine to five, you know, Monday through Friday or even more than that. And so, you know, you have to find a way to do that. But Ralph was the scout master and he'd take us on these crazy adventures. Like 
probably dangerous and like illegal now, but we'd go down to Lake Powell and crash boats and <laughs> have to swim to shore. And then the boats would oh capsize God. and all of us would, you know, nobody died or we'd hike King's Peak and people would have mutinies and say, I want to go home and my dad's going to sue you because you're making us do these hard <laughs> hikes. And Ralph was like, just brush it off and be like, all right, come on. If you can't stay here. You're going to die. <laughs> so I guess that has directly influenced the way I try to interact with my kids. And yeah, I'm, even though scouting is kind of on the out and out, it taught me to be prepared and to, you know, do a good turn daily and to, you know, the scout law and motto, those are good things and mostly be prepared. I think, you know, you have enough water, you have enough food, you make sure you know where you're going, you look at the weather and I don't know, maybe sort of turns into an obsession, but Camille kind of enjoys that um, benefit. She's like, Hey, where are we going today? And I'm, and so, and then my kids, I think trust that I've taken them into some pretty scary stuff and we've come out alive and over time you <laughs> build up that um you know street cred so to speak nice you got a lot of it dude i don't know hey come on i offered you a signing bonus to come to me dwelly from Tosh, so. <laughs> that was dude you and jake were hilarious just like <laughs> giving the hard sell and just mm -hmm. like come on david's like it felt like the missionaries me dwelly yes. missionaries yes 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 <laughs> Andy, any uh, any questions for Dave? I'm gonna dig into. Yeah. Um, so, Mister Preparedness seems to get a lot of flat tires and stuff, and using people's <laughs> trail side. So, talk to us a lot oh, that, Dave. Yes, you dude. This year, True Grit, I literally wanted to kill someone. Um, yeah, I flatted about ten minutes into the race. Had a crappy repair flatted again had to walk all the way down to you know halfway through the race and I was done I was so mad at that point I was like I'm done I just let's just give up and I probably was riding a bald tire that you know but you know how <laughs> flats are they just happen you can't prepare for them so again family friends Camille's like no you can do this and and so we threw a new tire on and I finished the rest of the race I actually caught up to David Davey so my second son and we finished and it turned out to be a really great day until I had, it was time for the podium. And sure enough, Andy Compass on the top step. No, no. Let's talk about something more important. So after the race, standing next to your wife and she gets a little emotional. So you can grab out the, the, the Kleenex, but she was so happy that you had a crappy race because you ended up riding with Davey. And so watching the two of you guys come across the finish line just filled her cup. Like it was, I, if I could tell you what Camille's eyes were watching you and Davey come home, it was super cool. Like your whole day was for Davey. And that's the way Mr. David Brenton lives his life. It's always for somebody else. And I just want to, you know, take my hat off or applaud and say, hey, there's a lot of times where you may be prepared, but your day didn't go the way it went, but you ended up making lemonade out of lemons and, uh, and your day turned out to be exactly what Davey needed. And your wife thought you were the king of the world, of course, which you are. <laughs> yes. That's good perspective because yeah, at the time I was, 
I was kind of mad about it, but I think looking back, you know, that's, that is what it's all about. And I know Stu and Stu's podcast, he was talking about being a, you know, Olympic triathlete and getting the medals and all that kind of stuff. And really it's, it's about doing your best. And sometimes your best puts you on the podium, which is awesome. But some, most of the time it doesn't. And that's, you know, the Duellies are a good example of guys that just love to ride. And there's, you know, there's some pistols being pulled out and shot at other guys. But for the most part, we keep them pretty holstered and, you know, just go out and have a good time. That's why, you know, I've enjoyed riding with, with you guys and because um, you're hard and you're fast and you can win this stuff. But at the same time, it's like, Hey, this is just fun. It's, it's about making relationships and, and, you know, helping each other along the way. And so that's a, that's a good perspective, Andy. Dave, you are a beast. Uh, let's not be humble about it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you could talk a little bit about like, let's expose if you're willing I mean, especially this spring, I felt like you were coming on just so strong. Is there anything you're doing different this year? Or is, do you have like a secret sauce that you do to keep so freaking fit? No, man. I, I, yeah, like back in the day, we were faster. But no, I mean, Camille and I have tried to eat healthier. So normally I'm just like garbage disposal. Culver's, Chick-fil-A, McDonald's. <laughs> Arctic Circle, Nielsen's frozen custard. Yes. All, you know, like pizza. I, that's like, I love that stuff. But, you know, for 40 days before Easter, there's that Catholic tradition of Lent. By the way, <laughs> people thought we were Catholic for the longest time. Zach West thought I was Catholic. Zach ah, West I... literally thought we were Catholic. Which oh is fine. Goodness, so what'd you give up? Come on, I'm waiting. What'd yeah, you give what'd you up give up? Lent? I give up every year sugar, and Dave would always say to me, we're not Catholic. We already give up so many other things. Why do you do this? But this year, I convinced him to do like... Uh, so just eating healthier. Just, yeah. yeah, just being healthy and eliminating all of the processed fast food. Nice. But it's, yeah. I don't know, man. I'm, I don't know if it's a mental thing, but being 50 is like, I just don't have... You know, I see Chris Harmon and you and these younger guys just like hammering it up Box Hill. And I'm just like, oh, hey. but then you look at Andy Compass and AJ. I had to mention AJ. So he's just, that's like, we haven't mentioned Sharp. He gets mentioned on everything. Sharp, 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 Sharp. He's mentioned. Sharp, Got sharp. it. Okay, Me bingo. <laughs> so all those dudes. But yeah, you're, you're nice to say that. I, I'm trying. I try to keep in shape for Ben, like to keep up with Benjamin and David. So those young yeah. Nike racer guys, Andy knows this. They just like they got extra testosterone or something. They're got rockets. Yeah, they're fast. So that's my main motivation is to keep up with the younger guys. Cool. Nice. All right. Well, uh, I one more topic about your family activities and then we can maybe move into some advice although you guys have already given some great advice yeah, one thing i love about what you do is this white room uh so last fall uh some will you just talk about white room talk about your family go into white room and then um we'll, we'll maybe dig into 
um, what happened uh, last fall? I don't know, man. I think people are getting bored. <laughs> <laughs> we'll wrap it up. Thanks a lot. <laughs> this is like, oh. but yeah, the white rim is epic. I mean, it's got everything. It's got road. It's got climbs. It's got tech. And the vistas are unreal. So this is, I've caught every time I go, I call Andy and just like, why, why won't you come with me, Andy? Why? Because you, you asked me like three days before <laughs> usually. It's like the cute girl you asked to prom and she says no every time. So just anyway, but the white rim's been fun. And I think we kind of should establish a little bit of a tradition that weekend before Thanksgiving has been pretty solid um, to just go down and um, ride it. And lately I've been taking Camille and Benjamin and we did it one year with AJ and Scott Allen and um, Tyler um, Lamprecht. And then last year, a bunch of duellies came. Taylor Cannon had to do the FKT because he, you know, he, that's just how he is, man. He likes to hurt himself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but we, we've got it down pretty good to a science in this sort of this argument of is it better to ride counterclockwise or clockwise? Is it better to start at the bottom of Schaefer? Is it better to start at the bottom of Horse Thief? And, you know, I don't know if there's the right answer, um, but we've really liked, I've liked starting at the bottom of Schaefer. You do this like 2000 foot climb right in the beginning, which, you know, may not be the smartest thing to do, but you hit that in the dark, you ride along the road, drop into Horse Thief, and then you're on the right rim for about 90 miles. And it's just, you know, it's an epic day that a lot can go wrong, but, you know, if you're prepared, a lot goes right. You do it unsupported. So if you get too many flats and you can't repair it, or, you know, you run out of water or it's too hot. One time Camille and I did it and it was so hot that I pulled a Taylor cannon and just like crashed at the end, needed IV fluids. Camille oh, what? gonna take me to the hospital but i was, he was like passing out after vomiting the whole oh my god <laughs> nice dave walking out and so i had to stop at this we have an er physician in our ward i stopped off and grabbed two bags of iv fluids and gave dave two bags oh as he like he like crawled up the stairs and laid on our bedroom <laughs> oh, it was worth it yeah. so worth it yeah, but that's you know the white rims kind of one of those things you should put on your bucket list, and I. It's amazing. Uh, All right, can we talk about your fall trip then? Yes. Yeah. Get ready for it. Um, so you, go ahead. We're gonna do it. I'll we'll start sending out text early invite to Andy Compass. Let's do it. Um, three days before expected. <laughs> and but Camille, no, I know Camille. Um, Camille, explain your uh, Queen of the Mountain that you got. Um, the, I know you guys had a goal last in November, uh, like a time goal. Can you talk about that real quick? So I had done the, the. it's not the FKT that I have the Queen on. I wish that was the it's one. The that I have. It's the original FKT. It's the original FKT that I have the Queen on. But we had done it in 2019 and I had gotten the Queen, but then someone took it by one minute. So going down in 2021, I was, that was kind of my goal. Like I'm going to beat that time, which I think it was like, I think it was 840 
and then I was able to get 8.30, so. Who's someone, someone has to have a name. You had to have thought of her all day long. <laughs> I don't know what her name is, but I know the girl that has the FKT, Hannah Wood, but I will yeah. never have that one, so. But we were anyway. kind of on a mission, so yeah, I'm, you know, Camille's the queen, I'm the jester. <laughs> And, you know, I'm handing her food and, you know, I'm just helping her and, you know, so it was a good team effort and it's, it's, Camille's pretty amazing to be able to do that kind of stuff. And I'm just happy to be like, I am Camille's husband, you know, that's how I, I, I think, I think you are telling us that you are Kamala's Doug, Camille's Dave, is, is that's Doug right. Harris, Kamala, the gentleman, first gentleman, first everybody, gentleman. Everybody needs a Dave, I say. First My gentleman. kids are lucky. He's our all of our biggest fans. So that means good. spawns. I have to pay for all yeah. their bleep. <laughs> He's our sponsor. So much best, of my paycheck goes best, best to bikes. Ever. So good. Well, I know you guys have been around a lot of sports, a lot of athletes. Could you just share some advice? Like you're looking at this group of dwellers and you're saying to yourself. Oh man, if I could, if I could be back, uh, you know, some of those, some of these guys are like 20, early twenties, tw uh, 20, late 20. Um, what would you say to some of them? It doesn't matter. Cycling advice, family advice, training advice, anything you want to just let them have it. Yeah. I, you know, I think most of the guys I interact with have a pretty good perspective on sticking with their kids, you know, and spending Saturdays at youth sports and, you know, taking your kids up skiing. Like you look at Charles Sharp and Chris Harmon and Adam Barker and, you know, Jason Lang, these guys are all giving up time. They could be out doing, you know, eight hour rides on Saturday and, you know, Stu, obviously you as well. And you guys are just, I think that's important because, I saw a post, I think it was Chris, and he was holding the hand of his six-year-old walking up the trail. And I was like, dude, my kids won't hold my hand anymore. And those <laughs> days you can't get back or they won't let me give them hugs anymore. And so I would, for the younger guys that have little kids, just put the time in and suffer. I, I hated skiing for like five, six years because it's painful and they hate putting their boots on. They can't carry their skis and they they're crying and it's expensive and, you know, but it's worth it. Like if you just kind of stick it out for four or five, six more years, even on the mountain bike, same thing. Then in the end, they're like, Hey dad, let's go skiing or let's go mountain biking. And then one day they're going to crush your soul as you go up <laughs> puke hill on the crest. And, and from there, it's just wave as they, you know, leave you in the dust. I well, and I, I would add, and I would add that each one of those guys you mentioned, plus Todd Raker, who, um, yes. you know, when they, they do their early morning ride and then they go and spend the rest of the day with the kids. And, and I love the pictures that they throw up on Strava is like you said, holding their hands and I can't hold my kids hands either, but Raker's always got a picture of him riding down the road with a kid on, on a bike coming, you know, along with him. So they're doing it right. You're absolutely right, Dave. But let's be honest, Dave, don't forget in cue ineffective dad syndrome for the rest of that Saturday. <laughs> that is true. And, you know, <laughs> get a pass for that. But 
<laughs> Ineffective dad syndrome is real. It, many people suffer from it. Talk to your doctor. Let's watch another movie. <laughs> I can't move. Camille, how Elmo, about you? Elmo, I love it. What Elmo, I love it. Again, what about you, again. Camille? <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's, I don't take yourself too seriously. And I, I remember one lady that I worked with that was way into her triathlons. And one day she was telling me she gave it up. And she said, the thing that she realized is the only person that cared about any of her race results was herself. And I feel like sometimes we get, we think everybody else is looking at us and we care what everybody thinks, but really you should just do it just for yourself. So I think if you're not having fun, if you're not enjoying it, then try something else and really just do it for yourself and do it. Um, I don't know. You do don't know worry. that's good. Don't yeah. worry about what other people think. Yeah, I, I don't it. know and if Camille, that makes sense. It does. And Camille and Camille embodies this is the way, right? Like I it's on her bike. Way. It's on her bike. Those who don't know, it's painted on her bike. Yeah. New Orbea. Yeah, that's my, yeah, this is the way. And you, I don't know. And tell, teaching your kids to do hard things is a good thing. Oh. I love that. Yeah, it's tough to do if you're a total wuss and you guys are not wussies. <laughs> I just love to watch you and your family and, you know, getting flats on the veil loop. It was destiny. Me and Kristen got to ride with you at camp. That was, that was beautiful, man. <laughs> that was fun. That was awesome. So any any parting words, any final thoughts, everybody, as we uh, wrap up our evening? No, it's just been so good to talk to you guys. I really appreciate you opening your arms and bringing me on to Zwift. And Andy Compass, awesome guy, great co-host podcast. Maybe he should be a regular. Yeah, I agree. But uh yeah, we just are grateful to be part of the team and um, enjoy riding with you guys. Look forward to many more sunny days. I, I don't like riding in the cold, dark, but, you know, we'll, we'll get there. All right. Yeah. Anything else, Andy? No, these guys are class act. A number one. Yeah, I don't yeah I, I, we need to go out and just have dinner because I enjoy talking to you guys. And But, yeah, sometimes these go, these get, people get sick here and my voice and i know this was all set up for camille so no, it thanks for coming to the camille show i'm just, <laughs> I'm just here as a jester all right well this is the end of episode one this is a two-part series we'll come back <laughs> with the next series all right all right thank you Brittons. love you guys okay love you too thank you, you andy love you, love you.